Welcome to Food and Wine with Chef Jamie Gwen. Celebrate food and life by learning about the culinary scene around the world. Speaking with chefs, artists and food makers, farmers, authors and tastemakers who are passionate about everything delicious. A very good fall weekend to you food lovers. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. If you didn't know, I love food. I love eating it and looking at it and reading and writing about it and creating it, sharing it and talking about it, of course, especially here on the radio. And if you love to cook or just love to eat, then please stay tuned because we have a full plate today. I'm so grateful that you've tuned in as I celebrate my 20th year on the radio. This is a place for people who love to eat. And I'm delivering the world of food directly to you. So thank you for showing your great taste. On this show, you'll hear from chefs and aficionados, restaurateurs and molecular gastronomers, bloggers and enthusiasts, authors, artisans, and more. It's everything I can think of to feed your soul. And I'm always serving up seconds, by the way, at chefjamie.com. And I hope you'll become a friend and a fan on social if you aren't already at Chef Jamie Gwen. So let's dig in, shall we? Because my goal at the start of this show is always to share insight that makes you the best cook you know. And I have an obsession for pumpkins. The beautiful ones that adorn my front door, the big orange one that my son can't wait to help carve, but it's really the cooking pumpkins that I love the most. And people ask, well, why not just buy the canned stuff? Well, I do. The pure pumpkin puree in a can, by the way. And I use it for lots of things. I put it in my morning smoothie because it's a great antioxidant and it makes me feel the season. I make homemade ravioli with canned pumpkin puree because it tends to be drier than my homemade version. And I mix in ricotta and fried sage leaves and I do it in wonton wrappers so it's quick and easy. Oh, I make a pumpkin crumb cake with store-bought or canned pumpkin puree and a pumpkin mascarpone caramel trifle that'll knock your pumpkins off. But actually, cooking a whole pumpkin makes for really glorious recipes and very impressive presentations. And you know, I love when people ooh and ah, who doesn't, right? I think there's also something about the fact that you can't get them year round, right? That the sugar pie pumpkin makes its way to Melissa's produce or your farmer's market or your corner farm stand or your local gourmet grocery store for a limited time only. And so I just gobble them up, pun intended. Now, What can you make with a whole pumpkin, you ask? Well, from a a French classic I'm about to share with you, one of the most impressive dishes you can serve and so uber delicious, to a richly spiced vegetable curry, I think pumpkin just screams fall. And if you put it to good use with pumpkin dishes that are both savory and sweet, you really will have a festive, rather, autumn season, no doubt. So... Where do I start? I bought a few sugar pie pumpkins last week and I made the tastiest pumpkin soup recipe. And by the way, I should mention as a professional chef, I very much believe in homemade, 
but I also believe in store-bought to homemade. So take any of these ideas and use a store-bought pumpkin puree if you like. Uh, Just know that I've tested the recipe with usually a sugar pie pumpkin or some sort of squash because I love to get to the heart of it. Now, I made this pumpkin soup and I added roasted pears to add a little extra sweetness because pears just coming into season. And um, I start my soup with a saute of onions and garlic in really good butter, which I think lays a flavor base for the soup that creates a really full-bodied but not too sweet soup. Now, I always roast my fresh pumpkin before using it to increase the flavor and to reduce or evaporate the natural water content. And I roasted the pears, by the way, that went in my pumpkin soup as well to add depth. Now, the soup is blended really, really smooth, which creates that creamy texture. And you don't have to add any heavy cream if you don't choose to, but a splash never hurt anybody. And while I love to use my immersion blender, because it works great for jobs like that, where you put it right into the uh, soup pot, let's say, I really do love my countertop blender. And you've heard me say it before, right? Your appliances are supposed to do the work for you. So when I blend a soup, I do it with reckless abandon. I let the blender run because I want that beautiful mouthfeel. I want it to be just absolutely smooth and elegant. And you do want to allow the soup to cool a bit before you blend it prevents boiling hot soup from flying around your kitchen. Um, But this soup turned out even better than I had hoped for. It will be a very perfect choice for Thanksgiving or to begin any special fall dinner. Now, it has a handful of ingredients, but I do share a recipe on my website at chefjamie.com, albeit I'm going to share it at the end of this hour, so just don't touch your dial, for a three-ingredient pumpkin soup. You can do it with butternut squash as well. Even the cubed kind that comes in the bag at the supermarket isn't that convenient. And it actually incorporates uh, squash or pumpkin and coconut milk in a can. Oh, it's really good too. But this uh, pumpkin pear soup was just out of this world. And that recipe is posted on my website now as well. Now you can garnish the soup with lots of different options like a dollop of creme fraiche or chives or some chopped roasted chestnuts. But what about using those pumpkin seeds up from your Halloween pumpkin carving? I like to add roasted cubes of pumpkin to everything as well. So if you can hack or carve one of those sugar pie pumpkins and roast it off in wedges, then you can cube that pumpkin because chili is made so much better with pumpkin in it. Oh, and waffles too. Now, back to that showstopper that I mentioned. There is a very famous recipe inspired by Paul Bocuse's legendary one. It was reinvented by Dory Greenspan, who has graced this show Uh, She's an exceptional baker. Uh, And she, of course, some years later brought her own version. And then all of us in the chef world have created our unique holiday version. I call it a pot of gold. It is decadently creamy and extraordinarily luscious. And you have to try it just once just to say you made it. It is a pumpkin soup gratin in a pumpkin. So what do you do? You cut a lid from the top of 
an eating pumpkin, not a Halloween one, and you scoop out the seeds and you combine heavy whipping cream with chicken broth and garlic and salt and pepper, and you bring it to a simmer. This is super simple, by the way. And you layer croutons, preferably homemade, with copious amounts of shredded Gruyere cheese in the raw pumpkin. And then you pour that lovely cream broth mixture over the top and you bake it for a couple of hours until it makes like, like what is the best onion soup you've ever had? Sans the onions, no onions. It's cheesy, bready goodness. And you scoop the pumpkin from the sides of the skin and you garnish it with fried sage leaves. And it might just be one of the best things you've ever had, really. I'll share that recipe too. It's actually posted on the site or email me. I'd love to send it to you. Jamie, J-A-M-I-E at chefjamie.com. What else do I do with my roasted pumpkin, you ask? I make pumpkin butter. I mix it into risotto. I love to make a pumpkin pasta sauce. I use it in place of squash everywhere. And then I've been known to shake it into a cocktail. Oh, yes, I have. Because it just tastes like the season. And I love it. If you're looking for more pumpkin inspiration, I have it. Let's dish. Send me a note. All right. Time for food news this week. Real quick. You hear, you need to hear this. So Kellogg's has gone into the liquor business. I know you're still stocking up on Halloween candy, but it's time to move on to the holidays. Crazy, right? And Kellogg's actually partnered um, with a distillery out of Tennessee to create an Eggo waffle flavored eggnog that is spiked. Well, kudos to them. I am really excited that Eggo has gone to the 21 and over crowd. I really am. It's available in um, limited stores and limited markets, but you've got to look it up. It's called Kellogg's Eggo Nog Eggnog Liqueur. And it's supposed to be delicious. I haven't gotten my hands on a bottle yet, but let me tell you when I do, I will be sure to let you know. All right, grab a snack. Come on back. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. Don't go away. And it's divine. Welcome back, Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. Speaking of a warm welcome back, it has been too long since this American celebrity chef, author, philanthropist, socialite, contributing editor, uh, and former food editor of House Beautiful, and as he was named by the Wall Street Journal, and I quote, the very best host in the world has graced this show. You know and love Alex Hits. He is known as the Ralph Lauren of food and wine, and he is all about glorious entertaining. 
He spent the pandemic cooking away, and he is sharing the best of his recipes and those that he has shared with great cooks and socialites alike over the many years. It is the most stunning, beautiful, entertaining book that you might ever see. Entitled Occasions to Celebrate, Cooking and Entertaining with Style Just Out, The message is clear, whether it's a holiday or a Tuesday, as Alex says, it's about making every day a special occasion. I love his Southern fare, his French flair, and oh, his style. Alex Hits is back to dish. And I am so glad to talk to you again, Alex. The new book is beautiful. What a labor of love. Congratulations. Thank you so (laughs) much, and thank you for having me back. Yes, of course. It's been a long time, and great. It's just great to be here. Thank you so, so much. Well, thank you, of course. Um, You've been busy. I I think you made very good use of pandemic time, Alex. I, listen, (laughs) I arrived for five days on business to Atlanta, Georgia in March of 2020, and I ended up staying there, you know, endlessly. Um, And I thought, what am I going to do here Mr. Uh, Produ- Mr. Um, Productive is wondering, what is he going to do? What am I, I mean, how am I going to not jump out of the window? You know, it's just so depressing. So anyway, my first book took 42 years to write. My second one, nine years. And this one, I, I, I got done in a year and a half. So I, I think I'm getting better. Uh, <laughs> definitely know? so. But I, I love that your stories continue to... They're paramount, I know, to your history, and I'll take a step back. I mean, I I love that you share... Uh, you're growing up and the fact that um, your your mother always made you feel special in her very glamorous life of uh, busy elegance and parties and entertaining. But as you continue to write books, it's so beautiful to me that the stories compound, that you've learned more from those uh, boxes of letters and photos and otherwise that you found, right? That your recipes continue to elevate. There's something really beautiful about the way that you've continued to grow your entertaining aspect. Well, let me just say this. Uh, Number one, it's a good thing we're on radio because you've just touched me so much that I'm crying. Uh Thank you so much. Of course. Um, It's true. Because you've read every single word. And (laughs) and I know how many... I know how many books you have to deal with, and uh, Jamie, thank you. Number one, thank you. Of course. But I, um, for my for my second book, the the art of the host, I went to find a recipe um, of my mother's, which had been given to her by Alice B. Toklas, the longtime companion of Gertrude Stein, yes. in Paris in the fifties. Uh, a recipe for moussaka or moussaka. I however love moussaka. Oh, the best. Okay, the best. And anyway, this was Alice. And Alice was a very famous cookbook writer by this time also. Yes. Um, And I couldn't find the recipe, but I found instead 250 boxes full of menus and archives and photographs and the planning of occasions, the logistics of occasions. Everything was about the process of of occasions, you know, Mm -hmm. all these archives from the family. And I thought, wow. See, this is something really special. And look, we've got this whole cache of, of stuff um, for a book about occasions. Hmm. Then it, it became something else. 
it wasn't just I, I looked beyond those photographs and the and the notes and everything and I thought, you know, all of these days spent in preparation of these wonderful occasions were special days themselves. They became their own occasions. Yes. And you know, in the middle of that time, that strange time, that terrible time when our entire world was shut down, I thought it's not just celebrating the big grand occasions. It's about celebrating every single day. Yes. So that was, you know, that's that's how this book started. Mm. And, you know, I've got lots of recipes from friends of mine who we've all celebrated together for many, many years. And, you know, anyway, so this is a, this is a, just like everything else that I ever do, it's always about, and I think everybody else the same, it's always about your childhood. And, yes, of course. And, um, and, and, know, weave, and weaving it in. But you make me think, Alex, yeah. about the days that I prep leading up to entertaining or television or a, you know, a, a grand family Sunday supper, whatever it is. And I really love that idea of embracing the concept of Every day, even the preparation days or the shopping days or the farmer's market excursion being an occasion, because that's the beauty of food and what we relish that brings us all together. And your book, the new book, uh, couldn't be more timely because as the holiday season approaches, you're really inspiring us to sort of navigate how we get back into that confident, entertaining place, right? How we start planning for this holiday season. Well, number one, get off that Instagram and start doing something constructive. Well, amen. You know, <laughs> plan, plan these holidays. Make, you know, it, it, I mean, Jamie, you know, you remember, I'm sure, or you, maybe you don't, but my thing is do everything ahead of time. Yes. I everything tastes better ahead of time. Do it all ahead of time. Heat it up later. Do it ahead of time. Make sure, because like that, you are able to become a guest at your own party. And I love that about you, by the way. Thank you. Never <laughs> leave anything to the to the last minute. Do everything ahead of time. And and that way, if you screw it up, you screwed it up three days ahead of time and you can fix it. And, you Smart. know, all that. So yes. plan, plan everything. Do something constructive. Plan these things. The more planning. And then at some point, you wind it up and watch it go. That's like the, the watchmaker, you know, at mm -hmm. some point you can't change it. And if something goes wrong after you've started, then the only way to fix it is to never stop smiling, <laughs> you know, because things will go wrong and do go wrong. And, you know, that's just an, that's an inevitability. But the only thing that will go wrong from a guest experience is if the host gets stressed out and stops smiling. Hmm. So everything else is going to work out. Yes. And, and it always does, right? When you when you take it on. I love that you cook in advance. The recipes in your new book are beautiful. They're indulgent. Some of them are, are simply just uh, simply beautiful, like with a few ingredients. But there were some unexpected recipes, Alex, that I was really excited to see. Like, please don't get me wrong. Okay. Yes, I want to make caviar dip with a pound of caviar. I mean, who doesn't, right? Yeah. But, yes. but, yes. but I, I want to make peanut butter and bacon rounds first. Oh, Alex, I love when you're here and you always make me hungry. The Ralph Lauren of food and wine, Chef Alex Hitz, is here, and we are celebrating his new cookbook release, Occasions to Celebrate. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. Be right back.
We're back and we're dishing with O, the man with such flair. I love his grace and charm and talent. He is Chef Alex Hits, and his new book just released, Occasions to Celebrate, Cooking and Entertaining with Style. All right, so we'll go high and go low, if you would, those That's two. It. Yeah, let's do peanut butter, bacon, and caviar dip, please. Peanut butter and bacon <laughs> and caviar, yeah. They could, they could go side by side, don't you think? I mean, there's just something classy and wonderfully trashy. I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So peanut butter well, and bacon rounds, where did they come from? Yeah. Those were a West, there was a very famous hostess on the West Coast called Betsy Bloomingdale, and whose father's, whose husband's family had, you know, started the department store. Yes. And... She was a very famous, very glamorous hostess in a beautiful house in Holmby Hills that is now owned by Tom Ford. Oh, wow. And anyway, she was a great friend of mine. I went for dinner there all the time. And these were her signature hors d'oeuvres, peanut butter and bacon. Love it. And that's what everybody absolutely loved and wanted, peanut butter and bacon. Mm. The rounds. Mm. So. I got those from Betsy. Yes. And then um, fast forward to the next night. Uh, you're mixing creme fraiche and sour cream and um, some simple chives with copious amounts of caviar. And it could be really any fish egg, right? I mean, we could do this with salmon roe if we wanted or mix it up a little Ooh, bit. Good. Right? But how, how fabulous. How, good. how fabulous is that caviar dip? Do tell. It is, well, so here's the way that I, here's what what I do when I test recipes (laughs) is I know that, I know that I can publish it when during the testing, I can't stop eating it. So this Mm -hmm. was the kind of thing I couldn't stop. I just couldn't stop. In fact, everything in the book is the same. Once it's to the point that I want more and more and more, like some crazy heroin addiction. Yes. Then I know it's right. Then it can go in the book. That's when I know it's right. Did you eat the whole so bowl? That well, almost maybe more than the whole bowl. <laughs> maybe several different. <laughs> I can just hear it in my head. By the way, if you've just tuned in, you're late because the absolutely delightful and ever loved entertainer. With the greatest style anyone knows, Alex Hitz is here. His new book has just released, Occasions to Celebrate, Cooking and Entertaining with Style. It is a true COVID project where he cooked day and night and day and night again to master these recipes he's sharing with you to entertain and celebrate every day, no matter the day. And the recipes are just extraordinary to add them to your collection to make this a coffee table book to give this to the best cook you know for the holidays that's what kind of book this is it's beautiful you have to check it out but Alex I laugh because when you say you tested and retested recipes I could just hear you in my head saying oh no I think we have to try the caviar dip again <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's the one we need to try many times. Uh, many times. You know, it's baked brie season, Alex, and I happen to love a baked brie. Um, there's something beautiful about yeah. it. Yes, and as long as you have a, a round or wheel of brie, you can use 
and you use raspberry jam and walnuts, which I love, but you could use any jam or dried fruit or a, a mix of crackers or French bread crostini, right? But this is a beautiful, very simple baked brie. And I think it's important to remind great cooks that this is a really sensational starter. You don't even like starters. I know that about you. I know you, you're not an uh, hors d'oeuvre gentlemen, but this is a wonderful mm-hmm. feed a crowd, right? Feed a crowd, amazing. And listen, Jamie, when I found out about that, that, that recipe's got a secret to it. Oh, okay. do tell. And it's something, well, it's something you're going to know, but it's something that, and it's very evident to, you know, people who are savvy food people. But regardless of what you do, anything sweet must have salt. Yes. And because it's cheese, it must have pepper also. Yes. So salt and pepper is the key to the secret of making that the addiction that that thing is. Mm. Yes, you can substitute orange marmalade, fig jam, okay, pecans, walnuts, whatever, almonds, dried fruit, whatever you want. But salt and pepper Mm. cannot be substituted. That's the key to that. What a a very good mention. It's sort of like seasoning salad, right? We forget that everything needs salt and pepper. And and cheese does too. So thank you for mentioning that. Could you please teach us how to make the only sautéed chicken breast recipe we will ever need? I love that secret of sherry. How smart. That's it. That's it. That's it. The, the, that's it. It's salt, pepper, butter, and sherry. Yes. And that's, that's, that's a, a brilliant base for any chicken to do anything. It gives it a depth. Fabulous. Um, the sherry reduces, and it gives it a wonderful depth. You know, we all have a bottle of sherry. I have a bottle of sherry in the bar. I don't use it enough, but I love the idea of it perfuming the chicken breast. I assume it acts as a tenderizer as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah fabulous, fabulous. What did you absolutely. make the most during COVID? I mean, did you make chicken provencal eighteen times? Did you that's make what I made? That's okay. It's so funny that you say that because that's the recipe that took me the most times to get a hundred percent right. Oh, that you're kidding! It's gorgeous. Meat. It's gorgeous. The provencal and it's, the provencal is gorgeous. It's like really healthy. It's amazing. You know that. Chicken provençal and the and the bolognese sauce are the two that that I I did the most of to get them the way I wanted them to be. How interesting! What's the secret to your bolognese? Um, the stages of the cooking. Ah, interesting. Okay, so layers of flavor, right? When you talk about depth, that's what you're all about. Is and especially making things exactly. in advance. Exactly, the stages of the cooking. Mm. Love it, love it, love it. A best holiday dessert, inspire us, please. Just off the top of your head. Okay. There's a wonderful one in here, which is Carol's gingerbread and white chocolate mousse trifle. Oh. With caramel. I saw and that. It's pretty insane. Uh, it looks yeah, insane. insane. Oh, I love it. I love it's it. I love it. And I'm making your maple you pecan make- shortbread, Alex. Thank you. Oh, those are good. Those look gorgeous. Good. Absolutely. This book is is a beautiful testament to your life of style and beautiful class and sophistication um, in in very high circles, sharing really at the heart of who I really very much believe you are, and and that is that 
wonderful essence of entertaining for connection, right? The book screams that. And so you should be very, very proud. This is a, a beautiful book, one that it feels warm and full of personality and just so extraordinarily full of style. Um, and you, you will motivate and inspire many to make this holiday season, uh, as we come back to life, um, the first of many to celebrate every day. So kudos to you, my friend, and thank you for coming back to share. I truly appreciate it. Occasions to celebrate is something to see. It is Alex Hitt's new book release and the story strewn throughout and the recipes and the aspiration of all of it um, is just a sight. Please don't miss it. Alex, please stay well. Um, you have what, uh, another book in the works that now that you've been narrowing down the time, it should be what, just a month away? It's, I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting better. <laughs> but listen, Jamie, before, before we sign off, I want to say thanks to you. Thank mm. you for, for all of your sweet words and thank you. all of those lovely set things that you said about me, you could have said about yourself. So wow, that's thank very you so kind. very much. You're thank a goddess. You. Yeah. It's great to be here again. And I loved, I loved having you back. Thank you. We hope that, uh, that you will grace this show again. All of us, the cumulative we, me and my listeners, thank you again for sharing the secrets to a great party and pot pie and why good French wine is right every time, as you say. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he is Alex Hitz. And uh, it doesn't get better. The book is entitled Occasions to Celebrate. Get it now. Coming up, there is lots more delicious conversation in your radio. Wait till you see it. It's so creative. From the rising Instagram star and the founder of the popular meal prep service, Prep and Rally, comes this really beautiful cookbook, her first release. It is all about how you can prep for an hour and get four delicious home-cooked weeknight meals. And it's really an inspiring book. I can't wait to share Dini Klein with you. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio, we do have the best thinkers and the most fabulous personalities on this show. Grab a snack, come on back. There's more fabulous food in your radio right after this. Lovers rejoice and welcome back. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. Dinner just got easier. Wait till you see it. It is so beautifully creative and very much anticipated. From Deanie Klein, the rising Instagram star and the founder of the popular meal prep service Prep and Rally, comes a guide and a grandiose cookbook for delicious family-friendly meals with less stress, less expense, and minimal time. So if you're wondering what's for dinner tonight or Wednesday night for that matter, well then, Deanie says, just prep and rally. This is really your genius and something of this process itself that you have 
developed, designed, nurtured, uh, finessed over a lot, a lot of years. But the premise of it is something we all relate to. And kudos to you because you've made it creative and scrumptious and so inspiring. But I am with you because I was raised by a mom who believed in leftovers on repeat, I should say. You say in the introduction, so well written, why would you eat the same thing? And I quote, if you could reinvent those staples into different dinners every night. Okay, thank you. Can you talk to my mom? <laughs> I know. Honestly, I feel like all of our moms are always like, here, let's just finish up last night's dinner first before we make something new. Right. And that was the last thing you wanted was last night's chicken, right? Yes. And why have the same thing over again if you could turn it into a taco or turn it into a burrito or turn it into a great stir fry? You just have to get a little creative and have some fun with it. Um, and I really hope the book serves as a tool guide to really serve as a resource for any time you have any kind of leftovers languishing in the fridge and you just want to reinvent it and create something new and exciting. You're not stuck with your same old boring leftovers. Right. And it really is a manual. I mean, this is what you've been providing to members of your forum um, for years now, right? They highly anticipate the weekly menu, the grocery list, and the delicious inspiration. And now you're sharing it within the pages of the book. Explain at, at the very... Um, at the very crux of it, explain to us, by definition, please, how does one prep and rally? Yeah, great question. So the whole concept of prep and rally is that you're prepping staple dishes at the start of the week, and then all week long you're just rallying through because you have your fridge stashed with all of those staples. You could take them out and assemble them into four quick and easy dinners all week long. There are usually leftovers for lunch, so that's just a bonus. Um, and you're shopping once for the week, you're making all of your mess just that one cooking day, and then it's just quick assembly of the rest of the week. So it really helps you save a lot of time, a lot of money, and I always say it saves your sanity because you don't ever yes. have to think about what's for dinner. You mm-hmm. know, you're going into the week with a plan and ready to just tackle the week ahead of you and enjoy more time out of the kitchen while still enjoying homemade meals. Yes, and what I think is so smart about what you do is it's not just prepping as in Uh, slicing the onions and cleaning the carrots. It's actual recipes, right? The chicken is cooked and ready in the fridge, but then that uh, chicken shawarma becomes something else. It it creates a whole new dish. Exactly. And then sometimes people say they they don't necessarily want to cook something at the start of the week. They would rather cook it the day of. And that's always an option. If you just want to, like, spice coat your chicken and stash it in the fridge so you can then take it out and just cook it fresh that night, 100%. That's always an option for you. But I love just having everything prepped and ready to go. You go into the week with a plan. You feed three tiny humans. And for those that have tiny humans, you know I have a tiny human. Um, Your best tip for getting your kids uh, to eat Hasselback salmon chimichurri. Yeah, so I get so many questions about feeding kids. And even before I had my own kids, I was cooking for families as a private chef. And suddenly it was my responsibility to really turn around all their bad habits and get these kids to start eating well, even though they you know, were just so used to eating frozen pizza and nuggets. So the first thing I always told the parents is, look, if I'm going to be cooking for you and you want me to get your kids to eat well, step one is just to go through and detox. So take out everything from the freezer. You don't want them eating. If you don't want the candy in the house, don't keep it there. If you don't want them eating the pizza every single night, don't keep it there. Order a pizza occasionally for dinner, 
But if it's in the freezer and they know it's there and it's an option, that's all they're going to want, it's right? It's a go-to, sure. Uh, same thing, yeah, same thing for dinner. Like if your kids know that you're going to cave and let them just have the yogurt for dinner instead of trying what you prepared, they're going to always ask for that. Instead, yeah. say, hey, look, let's try to have this first. And if you're still hungry afterwards, then you can have the yogurt. Congratulations. This book is such a labor of love, but it is so many years of dedication that you have shown to those that love to cook and love to eat, but really savor their time as we all do in today's crazy life. And this book is such a beautiful testament to your creativity, to your inspiration and to the education that you have offered to so many to get delicious dinners on the table. You should be very proud. This is really beautiful work of art. You are so sweet. Thank you so much for all your kind words. You're yes. so gracious. And, and much so deserved. Here. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, so it was awesome a pleasure. Chatting, and please enjoy it. Enjoy the sesame noodles tonight. You're going to love it. I can't wait. We're going to prep and rally. Yes. And so that brings us to the end of another hour of juicy conversation. And I hope that you won't miss a show because we go way beyond mere eating and drinking here on a mission to find the most exciting places, new experiences, emerging trends, and fabulous food. So I'll meet you here next weekend, of course. But please don't go yet. Let me leave you with my last bite, my last ounce or tidbit of culinary conversation for the week. I dished on pumpkins at the start of the hour, and this is a three-ingredient pumpkin soup. That's right. Three ingredients. By the way, you can sub out butternut squash if you like, even the store-bought kind that's simply cubed for you. So convenient. This is the easiest soup you'll ever make. It's creamy and beautifully rich, and you just need cubed butternut squash or pumpkin, olive oil, a can of coconut milk, and some chicken broth. Salt and pepper, of course, but those are staples. I am posting the recipe on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for my three-ingredient squash soup at Chef Jamie Gwen. And I will meet you here next weekend when there is lots more fabulous food in your radio. I thank you for listening. I'm Chef Jamie Gwen signing off, and I hope you continue to eat well. (laughs) 